2: This morning on the third hour of today, Quiet on the Set. You see what you've been missing? A new look at the impact of the Hollywood strike. Our favorite series and movies are dark as some talk shows return to the air. Is there an end in sight? We'll break it all down. Then later, honey, we're home. We're busy bees in our latest buddy-up adventure. The bees are your friends. See what happened when the four of us visited a different kind of farm to learn the sweet art of honey harvesting. Today, Thursday, September 14th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller
3: Plaza, this is the third hour of today.
4: Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. It's the third hour of today. I'm dealing here with Craig Chanel. All right. Well, turning now
5: to we got to do some real news. We got to do that for just uh, a second. Uh, the strike that shut down Hollywood. But now it's stretching into what would normally be a busy fall season. So we have M- NBC Entertainment correspondent Chloe Malash. She's breaking
0: down the far reaching impact. Good morning to you, Chloe. Good morning. Well, experts say that the strike is costing Hollywood an estimated three billion dollars. And we're seeing movie releases being pushed back. Now fall shows are delayed. Now, this is coming as some daytime talk shows are resuming production, raising a lot of questions and controversy. A big question in Hollywood, when will high-profile talk shows come back? Getting some answers this morning amid the ongoing writer and actor strikes. The first late night show now returning. Bill Maher announcing overnight that, quote, real time is coming back. Unfortunately, Sans writers are writing. Maher adding, the writers have important issues that I sympathize with and hope they are addressed to their satisfaction. But they are not the only people with issues, problems, and concerns. We're
6: still writing things
0: on cards. And many daytime talk shows are back in production. From The View, which never stopped production, to Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Hudson, and reportedly The Talk, all employ unionized writers, but during the strike, The View and Barrymore show have pledged not to use WGA members, leading to backlash from the Writers Guild. The actors' union SAG-AFTRA says Barrymore is free to host her show. The actress herself posting, I own this choice, and that she's in compliance with strike rules. With no sign of resolution to the strikes, you, the viewer, will also pay a price this fall, with many of your favorite TV shows and movies missing in action. Dozens of productions have been shuttered, like highly anticipated movie sequels to Mission Impossible, Deadpool, and Gladiator. Their release is pushed to next year at the earliest. On the TV side, new seasons of popular shows like Stranger Things, Emily in Paris, Abbott Elementary, and Yellowstone now delayed for months. Production on the Game of Thrones prequel has been shut down. It was back in May that WGA writers walked off the job, followed by SAG-AFTRA actors in July after talks collapsed with the AMPTP, the group representing major studios including NBC Universal's parent company Comcast. The battle here over wage increases, residuals in the streaming era, and the use of artificial intelligence. SAG-AFTRA president Fran Drescher pledging to stay the course.
6: Do not give up because this is the moment that is going to change the future. With so many unscripted shows
0: postponed, insiders say expect lots of reruns and reality TV to take their place. That's what happened in the last writer's strike 16 years ago, when hit reality franchises like NBC's Two Hour Biggest Loser and CBS's Amazing Race were born, dominating the ratings and revolutionizing what we watch forever. Well, the WGA has now addressed Bill Maher's decision to bring his show back. Posting on X, they call it, quote, disappointing. They also noted that Maher is a member of the Writers Guild and therefore is obligated to follow strike rules, which include not doing any writing. And they say that they will be picketing his show. Now, as for other talk shows using WGA members during the strike, CBS has declined to comment about the talk. And CW did not respond to our request for comment either, as you see this is a pressure cooker, okay? Mm. It's been going on now for months. People can't pay their bills. Hosts mm-hmm. are getting pressure to bring their shows back and possibly sort of push those negotiations forward, which we were talking about earlier on the yeah. show, that negotiations are literally not happening are right are not talking.
2: Now. Yeah, I mean, to your point that you made earlier even if the talks wrapped up in the next few days, or even
0: like this afternoon, let's say,
2: we're still going to see a significant delay on the shows and movies that we watch. These
0: films and these shows, these are not things that you can just bring back overnight. They take months of planning. And like I said, the ramifications of this, we are going to see it. I bet you even next fall, we are, it's, this is going to be so hard for Hollywood to bounce back. And not to mention, like I said, in my piece, this is costing billions of dollars to the California economy alone. And when the jobs report recently just came out, we we saw so many jobs yeah. obviously lost because of this, and again, not just directly the writers oh, it's and a the actors, effect. everyone and shops yeah. and all of it. Yes, Everybody. Chloe, thank you so much. Thank you. Much. you. And yeah. as
2: Mr. Roker mentioned earlier, it's not just actors and writers we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about all of the folks who are attached to the industry. And speaking of the aforementioned, there he is. I was in Washington D.C. for hey. very good cause this morning, the Congressional Families Cancer Prevention Luncheon. In Al is being honored with the Distinguished Service in Journalism Award for all of the work that he's done over the last few decades, educating people about cancer research and prevention as well. He's a cancer survivor, of course, himself. Congratulations, yeah. buddy. Congratulations. Well, well, I, I,
3: I, I'm, I'm very honored by this, and and look, my, my friend, just as you, Craig, uh, you know, being touched by cancer with your brother, uh, and you've done so much for colorectal cancer. So we're just honored to be able, and we'll be talking about prostate cancer as well. But uh, the the great news is uh, uh, things can be cured if we if we get uh, a lot of a lot of awareness to things, and people get that that early intervention. Yes. So uh, we want to talk about that, and and I'm going to hang around for a little bit because we're going to. I'm really excited about this one. We're going to share the sweetest buddy up we've ever done. I mean, <laughs> it you talk, It was it was sweet being with you guys and being with all these buzzworthy. Folks that we dealt with because we <laughs> headed to a rooftop bee farm, an apiary, to learn about the sweet science of harvesting honey. And yes, so queen, we met the queen, the queen <laughs> of the hive. Third hour of today, we'll be right back. We look good in those outfits. I don't know who's
2: who. All right, Al is here with us from Washington D.C. this morning because man, we sure do have a, a sweet buddy up. <laughs> That's right.
3: I know you guys know the answer to this. What can soothe your sore throat, boost energy, and make tea taste oh so good? Ooh, mm. I wonder. <laughs> oh, well, it's honey. And honey, it wouldn't be possible without those hardworking bees and their keepers. We learned what the buzz is all about when the four of us got to visit a rooftop bee farm. This is it, the bee's knees. Hey. We've got Nick <laughs> of uh, Astra Apries here, and he's going to take us upstairs to show us some of his hives. Okay. The excitement was buzzing as we made our way to Nick's rooftop hives and suited up. Very graceful. Dylan, I am your father. <laughs> First, the master beekeeper sharing some fast facts to get us up to speed.
1: In this one hive, there are about 30,000 bees. Wow. No, no, the bees are your friends. They're your friends. They all have jobs to do, and those do not include checking us out. Turns out they're all
3: kind of busy
1: workers. We have foragers in here. We have house bees in here. With all sorts of tasks in and out of their home. There are guard bees. There are mortician bees. When they first emerge, they're a cleaner bee, and then eventually they'll become foragers once they get old enough.
3: Are the foragers only female bees?
1: All the worker bees are female bees. So. Oh. of the hive, and in some hives, 100% of the hive will be
3: female. While female bees are able to take on any one of the eight available hive chores, male or drone bees have precisely one job, to mate with a queen from a different colony so she can return to lay more eggs, about 2,000 a day.
1: Right now, we have a lot of confused bees as okay. well. And they're just trying to figure out why there's so many new landmarks around their hive. Yeah.
4: They're like, is that, that a like- roker? Oh, my God! <laughs> 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 uh,
1: all right, so we're going to pull out a couple
2: frames here. Oh, this is awesome.
1: This seems like it would annoy them. Um, it's something that we want
2: to do slowly. How would you characterize the state of the bee population right now in our country?
1: The bee population, as far as managed hives, is actually uh, not falling as much as everybody thinks it is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of concern more on native pollinators and, and those unmanaged
3: bees. I see. Wow, look at that. Soon, it was Craig's turn to handle the frames. They're a little annoyed with me. Kind of like, like you guys. While Nick helped us spot the monarch.
5: Now, what were you saying she's doing, Nick?
1: She's walking around right now looking for cells to lay eggs in.
5: How humble. I'd be on a throne. I'd let them do all the work. <laughs> well,
4: she does walk around like she's
1: the queen bee. Right now, the queen is exposed, wow. so they're getting around to her to keep her nice and warm. Wow. We're covering the That's crazy. With the head.
4: That's crazy. Go
1: God
3: save the queen. After tucking the bees back in, Nick treating us to a tour tradition.
1: This is how uh, the bees leave it when we're ready to harvest. So what you can do is you can just press your finger right into it, and you can try some of the honey direct from the hive. That's, That's
2: great. Good. Yes. That's, That's the best like, honey we've ever had. Oh my God.
4: That's just honey. Mm.
1: Not bad that honey. Is, That's mm. about as fresh as it gets. All right.
3: We wanted to see how honey gets from the comb to our home. So we headed to Nick's shop, the honey house at Astor Apiaries.
1: We're going to do a little honey harvesting. The first thing that we've got to do is we've actually got to remove all of the cappings here. Now that all the honey is exposed, we can actually take this to to our extractor. Oh, That's where the magic happens in separating everything. Craig got to flip the extractor switch. Of course he did. We'll just turn this dial up to about 30. Are you sure you're ready?
2: Oh, well, here it goes. Nice.
1: So, this is like
3: a honey tilt
1: worm. And that's the honey right there. okay, with this jar. After all our hard work, We're we treated good. ourselves to
3: a snack break.
1: What you just got is actually also a uh, bit of a spicy uh, salami, sweet and spicy. Oh, wow.
3: Before jarring some honey to take home.
1: One and a half million visits of a bee to make that amount of honey.
3: That was one busy bee. She- Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to honey. To honey. To the sweetest I, story and buddy up we've ever done.
0: Oh. All right.
4: Oh, we learned so much. Just, yep. I was fascinated
3: it really was and what it was just it, it was like literally from hive to home to mm. watch all yeah. that going and, on. Uh, hive to home, hive to home. Uh, and we want to thank big nick oh you guys have some honey there oh, too it's, it's, it's delicious i'll put a jar in your dressing room yeah. well mm. thank you very much and in fact uh it, we've got rosh Hashanah coming up oh yeah uh and that's part of that uh, the tradition rosh rosh of apples honey, with honey. And, apples. and apples yeah rosh
4: Hashanah nice. starts tomorrow the jewish yeah.
3: happy new year yeah. mm. happy new year that's a sweet way to celebrate mm. we want to thank big mm. nick and all the folks in involved with mm-hmm. Aster apiaries oh, yeah. and the National Honey Board for their resources are doing important work. Absolutely. Because on average, there is a 40 percent bee loss in nature impacting things like pests, hive disease, climate change. Uh, and, and I shared this one fact with you guys. Okay. Uh, you know, we see all those honey, those honey jars that are shaped like bears or with uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. We think bears like honey. They actually are going after the bee larvae. And the honey just is a byproduct. They, they they're not interested in the honey. They want the bee larva uh, to for to get the protein. So but it's just uh, he loves So they the don't honey. need to
4: carry that big thing around that says honey on it.
3: No, he does. But it's spelled H U N N Y for Winnie the Pooh. Well, of course, there you go. But of
4: course. But in all
5: sincerity, like I really have greater respect for mm. bees and how we yeah. need them and yep. natural honey. Oh my goodness, it's just nothing mm. like it's it. It's so mm. delicious.
2: Thank you, Al. Safe travels That's great. back. Thanks, great and Al.
5: congratulations oh. again, Al.
2: Thank you very much, guys. See you tomorrow. All right. Coming up next, football player turned Oscar winning filmmaker Matthew A. Cherry live here in the studio to tell us all about his brand new series that the whole family is going to love. Speaking of families, by the way, we've got a must have. We've got fall looks for everyone in your family coming up in our style file. Third hour of today, this very sweet edition of it. Right back after this. (laughs)
6: At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match
4: This morning, we are catching up with a modern renaissance man. Matthew A. Cherry is a former NFL wide receiver who went into filmmaking after football.
5: He's directed music videos and TV shows and won an Oscar for his animated short film Hair Love. It tells the story of an African-American father learning to do his daughter's hair for the first
2: time. Well, now there's a new animated series based on that short film. Young Love follows the lives of, of young family which, you know, can be a little challenging sometimes. It's it's, so it's like the it's like the only thing you hadn't done yet. It's APM <laughs> <Hey. laughs> Black, Black Klansman. Really? Hey. Uh, yeah. We're so honored to have you back, Matthew Chair.
7: So honored to be back.
2: So, I mean, this, this new series, Young Love, who do you want to watch it? What do you want them to take away from it?
7: Yeah, you know, it's really a family show. Uh, it centers around a millennial couple who uh, hasn't quite achieved their dreams, but they're really working hard trying to achieve those but then they also have a young daughter that they're trying to be present for so you know i remember when i was in my 20s just uh, how i was able to be a little bit more looser with things but I, the same things i wouldn't have been able to do if i had a kid so we just wanted to explore that yeah
4: and so you created hair love before you were a dad yep and I'm I'm just so curious how your take on things has changed yeah. now that you are a father.
7: Yeah, no, uh you tired? Tired yeah. tired <laughs> right now. Um <laughs> you know, you definitely uh are, are a little bit more tired, but it's just amazing, you know, like my daughter theory, she's incredible. She uh so full of life and um you oh, know, you, you,
8: you, you
7: <laughs> Yeah, you, you definitely just want to make sure that you're doing putting work into the world that she can enjoy and watch with us.
8: I
5: love that. You just also she's 11 months old, how does
7: she Yeah, just turned 11 months. She
5: just turned 11 months. She's a cutie. You also just released a book. It's called Hair Love ABC. Which is yep, just on her
7: yep, head. Yep, yep. <laughs> <told me
5: that>. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tell us about that and what she, does she understand that Oh yeah. Daddy's book or like what does she understand?
7: I don't know if she realizes this is my book, but she's just very into books, you know, like um, I love that she loves to read, you know, like putting things on her head, <laughs> try, flipping pages, <laughs> like yeah, it's just, we really try to do something where um, board books have typically been, you know, the standard A is for Apple, B is sure. for boy. We just wanted to imagine it with a little bit more cultural significance. So in our book, A is for for Afro, B is for braids, L is That's for great. locks. So just uh, keeping hair love going in a baby yeah. board book.
2: You know, again, for folks who don't know your story, we won't get into to all of it, but I mean, you were you're an NFL player for a number of seasons. Yep. You leave the league, you decide, you know what? I want to go into entertainment, mm-hmm. but I'm going to start from the bottom yep. and, and, and make it to the top. Production assistant yep. becomes a producer, director. I mean, you've done all of these things for folks who might be watching or listening right now and who might be considering perhaps A second career, doing a full 180. What would you, what would you say? What advice would you give?
7: You know, it's just like, I, I feel like everybody has more than one dream, right? You know, I retired at 25 from the thing that I've been playing since five years old, and wow. I thought I was going to be able to have this super long career. And, um, you know, those things that you like to do in your spare time, be that listening to music, watching TV, watching film, you know, doing math equations, kind of whatever it could be. Just, uh, don't, you never know when life will give you an opportunity to try something else. Yes. And, you know, it's, life is long. So, you know, don't be just confined to doing one thing.
4: You mentioned Football. I'm so curious for someone who's played in yeah. the NFL. Like who do you root for? Teams you've been I'm on? Good. Or do you have like yeah. a childhood
7: team? Yeah, I grew up uh, obviously I'm from Chicago, so I grew up a Bears fan. But um okay. I played for, you know, Jacksonville, so I, I definitely follow them and depending on how the other teams are doing, <laughs> you know, tap in and that fan base. So
2: you're bandwagon fans. <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, a little bit.
7: Exactly.
5: What's next? Is there anything else you wanna do? You wanna start? A musical? Do you sing? I mean Yeah, yeah, I mean
7: look Oh wait, want... you just said yes. I mean look, I, I love yeah. musicals, like yeah. I Definitely would love to, you know, direct one of those one day, but yeah, just continuing to grow and, um, not being confined, you know, yes. like we thankfully with hair love, we've had a lot of great things come out of it. A natural hair product collab with dove, uh, obviously the two different books. So now a series track, blue, so Ivy,
5: tracked the blue Ivy did our
7: audio, audio book. I yes. mean,
5: seriously, <laughs> it's almost become part of the, the culture. Like, yeah, you're just, yeah. you know what I mean?
7: Yeah, It's been really fun. So, you know, just continuing to grow and do things that make me happy. Well, you know what? We're here for all of it. So I appreciate you. You, you. keep doing and, and keep coming back to tell keep us
2: creating. About it. So oh, thank you. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Matthew. Young Love, by the way, it is out next week on Max. Good stuff.
5: All right, still so to come. There are fall vibes in Studio 1A today. We are sharing some must-have looks for men and women in our style file today. And then our pal, Laura is making not one, but two cozy fall soups in today's food. She's going to show you how to do this when we come right back. Yes. Thank you right. It may not officially be fall just yet, but well, we are already. Fall. What is it? Is meteorological, it meteorological fall? <laughs> like, you know, when you have a meteorologist in, in the house, it's it not fall changes yet. things. Okay. So okay. we're already stocking up some fashion <laughs> must-haves and fresh off New York Fashion Week, we have fashion journalists and hosts of the Friend of a Friend podcast, Liv Perez. She's here to share uh, uh, prepare us for the season. Good morning to you, Liv. Good morning, morning. Thank you. I'm so it. happy to be back.
9: All right. So you're there.
5: wearing our first trend. I've I seen am. this and I didn't know if I could pull it off. It's a it Shell. It's sleeveless, but it's yep. got a little
9: style to you it. You could absolutely pull anything off. You have the best style.
2: I agree. You Thank do have, you. you. you have
5: great so this is a look this that is, we that we should wear. Yes, All right.
9: Knit shell top. Honestly, my secret weapon for transitional mm. dressing. It's really light. If it's warm outside, I can wear just this. If it's cold, can throw a trench coat over. This one's from Aritzia, and I love it because these shoulders are. It gives a little so structure. Nice. Yeah. With an earring and a trouser, I can wear this to the office, to the Today Show, mm-hmm. to drink with friends. It works. It's I love it. It's just really subtle and and very chic.
4: Uh, last year, short boots were in, but you yeah. say now knee-high boots are the trend.
9: I love a knee-high boot. And we can have our first model come out so I can show it. Come on out. Oh, you're so cute. This is Erin yeah. wearing the knee-high. I'm this glad I didn't Aaron. throw
4: my knee-high boots but out. What if you're petite? Like, I just kind of kept them around. I
9: love knee-high boots for everyone. First of all, ultimate confidence booster. And secondly, I also think... Everyone should have a knee-high boot in their closet. They're a wardrobe essential. Mm-hmm. Not only can it totally transform an outfit. I mean, this dress gets, dress gets like this a total a makeover oh, with good. a knee-high boot. But they're also a very sly. You know, warm wet, like re- they're great for warm weather because it just adds that kind yeah. of like extra little oomph to I it. I also think they're comfortable.
5: You get that thicker. Hand. So
9: comfortable. Also, really good tip wear a thick sock under it, knee high oh. sock, and you'll be comfortable all day. Oh, okay, yeah. We'll it really makes there. the world right. of a difference. Hmm. Thank yeah. you. All right, thanks, Thank Aaron. What's, great. The,
2: what's the one piece that you would recommend for, for boys this fall?
9: So, or, or for young men. For men. <laughs> Hello, Zach. So, for <laughs> men, I love putting aside those white denim that we use in the summer and bringing in a darker wash denim. Yeah, First like of this. all, so comfortable, a really easy shift to make for a fall palette. Mm-hmm. But also, you can really get away with a lot here. This can go from the office day to night really quickly because they do have that very tailored flair to it. One thing I will say with dark wash denim is pay attention to your colors. I usually pair with navies and tans and stay mm-hmm. away from pops of color like orange or yellow. With the okay. dark blue. With the dark blue, yeah. You can see how really tailored and nice this looks. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the neutrals all together it yeah. really it just fits I looks
2: like look yeah. to go Zach yes. you we're here for it, it, it <laughs>
5: alright so <laughs> no matter our age fall I know you say it's all about the jackets I love this duo you guys are inspiring me oh my gosh this is the cutest thing we've had you're the moment of the day I can totally
9: see you and Clara in I know a mother daughter like, matching
5: oh, so moment this is such a cute look tell
9: us what you've picked here so I love trench coats year round mm-hmm. to begin with but in the fall they are just perfect first of all you have the tailoring of a blazer on top mm-hmm. but you also have that comfort of when you throw like an oversized jacket on, Mm -hmm. it just feels really good to wear. My one thing with trench coats, it goes over everything. I actually, when I travel, it's my number one style trick when I'm traveling. I can wear pajamas and throw a trench coat on. Yeah, and it it looks fashionable. That's true. So good. Here we have it with jeans, and Mackenzie looks so cute in her look. Where do you get a kid's trench coat? Zara. Really? Oh, of yes. course. So cute. So what is
4: length is the right? Mine, I feel like mine hits mid-thigh. So but this I, looks so much nicer.
9: I like them long because yeah. it really adds that dimension to your look. And again, I think if you can wear it with anything underneath, jeans, sneakers, they can go to school drop off, play mm-hmm. days, so anything, cute. and they look great.
2: How like, old is McKinsey? Four. It'll be four. four. Oh, oh, my God. Brooke,
9: Mackenzie, you guys are
5: awesome. Thank you. Go, take like a, go have a photo shoot outside. Go <laughs> make that happen. Thank we you. took so many already.
4: Yeah, oh, you did already? Okay. Um, okay, the next one is a blazer. Just oh, a nice ooh. blazer yes. you can't go wrong.
9: You can't go wrong. I think I have a blazer in every color in my closet. <laughs> I am such a huge fan of the blazer. I wear them year-round, but for fall, I think they really make a big impact. This houndstooth blazer, even a chocolate blazer in fall, mm. is so nice, so refined. And you can throw it over anything. Leggings, you can throw it over pants, you can throw it over a skirt, and it works. One tip for this, I love to accessorize with a blazer. Talk to me. Throw on a belt, a brown belt in there that kind of oh, works yeah. with the blazer is so nice. And I actually work with a lot of my styling clients. And, you know, they say, how can I get more shape with a blazer? Sometimes I'll even throw a belt over it to okay. add that shape so it's oh. not simple. Do you always
4: go something simple underneath?
9: I love a white tee under mm-hmm. a blazer. I think it just brings the attention to whatever fabric or print you're working with. Yeah. I love He's it. It's this yeah. one's from Old Navy. It is from Old Navy. It's so good. This is, to me, a quintessential fall blazer. Chloe. It beautiful. I want to go shopping now. Yeah.
4: Let's go. Let's have all of our. I want you to take me
9: shopping. Anytime. (laughs) I would be happy (laughs) to. Honestly, I
5: I was sad that summer was leaving, but this makes me happy. (laughs) I'm so ready. (laughs) I'm so ready for fall. Liv, thank you so much. You guys look great. And head over to Liv's Instagram, by the way. What's your Instagram? Liv Perez with two Vs. Liv Perez with two
4: Vs. (laughs) Got it. All right. Thank you. All right. Coming up another (laughs) sure sign of fall. We are making two cozy soups that are perfect for when the weather gets cooler. This morning, today's food is sponsored by Good and Gather. Only at Target, every single product is free of artificial flavors and sweeteners, synthetic colors, and high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> We're using a few of those items to make two cozy soups that are perfect for fall. Cookbook author and host of Laura in the Kitchen, Laura Vitali, is here to walk us. Oh, through. Good morning. Good, morning. good morning. I feel like I was just, I like came in here and was
8: smelling oh, the meatballs yeah. and just yeah. started chatting and I didn't get to say good morning. So no, good, morning good morning to you. Good morning to you. you. <laughs> good morning to you. It is officially cozy season. Yes. And I like to mm-hmm. introduce myself into the fall with like it's cozy season. Yes. It's all things soups and I wanted to share a couple of soups that I felt like are not only delicious but they're kind of really quick and easy to put together. Awesome. And with just like a couple of shortcuts from Good and Gather, we can pull them together in literally under. You're speaking our language. Under, yeah, yeah under 45 minutes, okay. you've got a delicious soup. We're gonna start with a mini meatball and veggie soup. Okay. A classic American sort of beef and veggie, but we're throwing it in the Italian spin by doing a little meatball. Awesome. To a large bowl, I added some Good and Gather ground beef. You're going to add an egg. What percentage do you like? So I'm like an 85-15, okay. because if it's a little too lean, then your meatballs are going to have to cook for a really long time oh. to become really soft and tender. Okay. Breadcrumbs, Parmesan cheese, garlic, add it all in at the same time. Right. It won't hurt a bit. Perfect. <laughs> okay. And then you're going to add some salt and pepper, and then you'll just mix that as you would any kind of meatball okay. and form it. Salt and pepper? Yeah. So and much. then just form it with using a little ice cream scoop. So I that's love cute. the idea of using a small ice cream scoop because it forms because. them all to the We're working side. together well. Oh Look team. at that.
2: I, if I were on TV right now, I'd use my hands. But. Yes.
8: Well, honestly, that's really the best way to yeah. really incorporate everything together. And then a good rule of thumb when it comes to any kind of beef or meatballs or anything like that when it comes to soup is to sear it first. Because oh. you're developing a lot of flavor in oh, there, flavor. which I that's call nice. free flavor. I didn't pay for that flavor. But <laughs> I am getting and it. And it smells so and good. And it smells so good. So now to this, you're going to go ahead and add some so of right that onion here. and garlic. Yeah, please. Ooh, oh, I, feel, I, feel, oh, I left meatball. a few meatballs in there. I can't see. That's okay. I'm actually not My quite too. T- it's really good. So we got Once, onions and garlic. Yes, onions and garlic. Just saute that for a good. few minutes. And then you go ahead with some diced tomatoes. Now I use diced tomatoes. Sometimes I use leftover marinara sauce. Ooh. Sometimes oh. I use tomato puree. It's really about whatever you have on hand. You okay, Because, okay. because because a great thing about soup is very forgiving, sure. right? Soup is extremely forgiving. Once that sautes for a few minutes, you're gonna go ahead and add your tomatoes. Okay. You're gonna add oh your seasoning. What is that? This is just like a, a, a garlic and herb seasoning. Okay. Any all purpose seasoning will do. Okay. And then and you're gonna tomatoes. add your stock. And this beef, is. is the, that just beef? beef just beef stock. You I could use say. chicken, you could use ground chicken or ground beef. We gotta make sure we beef, get to the second soup. Whatever you'd like. Once okay. that comes to a simmer, you're gonna add your Good. meatballs back in. Okay. Right? So pretend this is nice and up to a let's simmer. Try. We're going to add the meatballs in. back in. It's
5: cooking. I can't pass our food.
2: All
8: right, add Mara, the potatoes.
2: Laura, what's the second soup?
8: The second soup is going to be a sausage and a tortellini soup, which is phenomenal. Now, once this comes up to a boil, you're going to go ahead and you're going to add some of the frozen good and Gather veggies. Okay. Let that simmer for a good 15 minutes. Awesome. And then boil it up and you're good to go. you got it's 60 so seconds left. So delicious. All right, 60 seconds. All right, we can we do go. it. Chicken sausage, the Gun gather Italian chicken sausage is so fantastic. I've seen that and I've never known what to do with it. You will love it. Okay. Get that nice and seared. Once it's seared, you're going to take it out and you're going to add your Mm. trinity of, you know, Mm. celery, Mm. carrots, onions. Saute that until it's really nice. This is good. Add your sausage, add your beef stock, add your tomato sauce of choice. And then once it all comes back up to a boil, I like to add a little Parmesan rind for flavor. So Bring you it up. the a beef. broth in the, in the, even though it's chicken sausage, like yep. you can mix. You can mix and match. The rind is such a good secret. Yes, it adds fantastic flavor. Bring it to a boil, add your tortellini. This is the Good & Gather three, uh, four cheese tortellini, which is so fantastic. You will love it even in a salad, mm. like an pasta salad, it's to die for. Look at that. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic. it's so it's hearty. Really it's really hearty. hearty. It's all in one bowl and yes. you don't need anything else. Perfect. We're back Thank to you, school. Laura. You
4: did mm. do it in one minute. I, wow. Fast, fast, fast. That was impressive. Awesome. awesome. For these recipes, head to today.com slash food. Oh,
2: shoot. Oh, mm. shoot. Uh, tomorrow on the third hour today more music coming up teddy swims
5: Co- live in studio yes coming up on hoda and jenna more with another music superstar carrie underwood we'll
4: see you tomorrow everybody have a wonderful day bye-bye that's what you're supposed to say bye-bye.
2: reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil